0: If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting.
1: Hi, everybody. This is uh, Mike Riley on Victory Tuesday. And with me back on the bandwagon. Is uh my partner Brooke Riley. Brooke, how you doing on Tuesday? I never left. Okay. <laughs> Crawled back. Spoken like heavy. a true
2: Browns fan.
1: I know. Well it is a roller coaster. So that's why we you know, Cleveland Browns Anonymous. It's one day at a time, right? Yep. Well, uh enter the uh Deshaun Watson era. So
2: your thoughts, Brooke? Well, my thoughts are I hope it doesn't turn out like Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Talk about a dumpster fire there. Oh, yeah. That, that's just awful. Awful. I don't think it will be, but I think Browns fans need to pump the brakes. I mean, the dude hasn't played football in two years. So I actually think it's good that, you know, the first game back is against probably the worst team in the league. Yeah, Uh, it's just ironically against his old team, which (laughs) Roger Goodell, there's no irony there. I mean, that was planned. Like, I have a feeling they were like, all right, we're going to give him nine or 10 games. And then he's like, yeah, well, Houston's 11. That would boost uh, some
1: viewing. So yeah, let's make it 11. Well, and we're also playing, um, you know, in warmer climates for his first game back. So that's good. You know, my uh, my general thoughts about Deshaun Watson is when you think about the wreckage of all these first-round quarterbacks that were drafted, Baker, Sam Darnold, uh, Rosen. I mean, Josh Allen, obviously, they hit a home run there, but he was, I think, the sixth-guy pick. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, Browns could have had him. I mean, it is a little bit of a crap suit, in terms of trying to, you know, measure a quarterback, and from everything that I've read or heard, I mean, Watson is, you know, he's an he's a a young Aaron Rodgers. He he is an elite quarterback, and which for Browns fans, we have not seen an elite quarterback since Bernie Kosar. <laughs> I mean, that is a long, long time. Uh, it's over thirty years, so it's going to be fascinating. Let's just say uh, you know he gets the game under his feet, you know in Houston Texans. But you're looking at a tremendous change in dynamics if Watson is anywhere near what he was prior to his uh, two-year uh, layoff. Thoughts? Yeah, I think
2: I think the reason the Browns went after him was you know a they didn't believe in baker but b i mean elite quarterbacks don't leave their teams so or at least it's very it's very very rare so i think when they heard through the grapevine through his people you know saying hey yeah he'd be interested uh to play there i mean i think Browns did what they had to do to secure one of the top quarterbacks
1: in the league. And Uh, you know, you know, when you see Baker, how's Baker been playing? I mean, oh my God. And it's, it's, you know, what's really telling when you look at Baker and also look at Jacoby Prissett. I know we've been hammering Stefanski, you know, these last, uh, Five or six podcasts, but you know nobody is arguing with the fact that he is an offensive genius. The way he can milk the way he got any kind of production out of Baker Mayfield. Um, look at Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you know, people are saying, you know, this guy, you know, could be a starting quarterback. I, I don't think so. But you've got Stefanski calling the, trying to get the most out of these quarterbacks. Plus, you have an elite offense between O-line running backs and Najoku and Amari Cooper, and Peoples-Jones is quietly having a very good year. I think uh, David Bell's going to have a good year. And I think uh, Watson is the kind of quarterback where a guy like um, Schwartz, Anthony Schwartz, can really take off because one of things Watson excels at is when he gets out of the pocket, I mean, he's going to spy Schwartz down the field. And he's the kind of guy that's not going to overthrow him or underthrow him or, you know, do what Baker did or do what Jacoby did. I mean, he's got the kind of arm and the kind of touch that is going to make these receivers um, elite receivers. So I'm going to be fascinated to see how Watson – Working with Stefanski and working with that Maserati-like offense that uh, Andrew Berry's put together, I want. It's going to be interesting to watch uh, watch that team take off. Fox? yeah, well, I think the
2: one thing that's concerning is Jacoby Brissett wasn't is not the reason the Browns have the record that they do. In my opinion. It's the defense, it's the play calling, and it's the coaching staff. Now, you could argue, you know, that if you have an elite quarterback that, you know, they'll be able to keep you in those games. I think that's true, but it is a little unsettling that probably a majority of the Browns' losses, you know, comes down to the defense and uh, and the play calling.
1: I would agree with you, but I'm going to caveat that a little bit. I I think if you look back at these games, Watson was probably good. I mean, what's our record now? Four and six? What's our uh, record? For- yeah, four, and, four six. and six. Yeah, four and seven? Anyways, we're going out to game 11, right? Which is the Texans. Yeah, we're four and seven. Four and seven. Okay. Time flies when you're being miserable. I think easily the Browns, you know, you take the Jets game, you take uh, – I think they easily could have won the Atlanta game. I think they could have put up big numbers with Watson there with the Atlanta game. I think he could he could have really torched the Ravens. So I think you could easily, with Watson as quarterback and a, and a defense which is average at best, Browns could easily be seven and four um, with Watson at the helm. Um, Spoken like but, a true Browns fan. I know, I know, but you're always you're always searching, searching for the rainbow. You're Brooke, yeah, Browns fan. But I think uh, at the I think what's going to happen if Watson is as good as they say and this often really thrives, I think it changes the dynamics of the game, where now the defense has something to play for. And they can let it rip knowing that their offense is going to be like Patrick Mahomes, the KC offense. There's something about when you have a really loaded offense, like the Chargers, like the uh like KC, think about you know the other teams that have really standout offenses. Um, you know, the defense doesn't feel like they have to carry the game. And I think that is an X factor. There's no question that the Browns have underperformed as defense and Browns fans are continually disappointed at the lack of a shutdown D that we keep being promised with all the free agents they signed and the, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that uh, the defense is not a problem. It's, it's an issue, but the dynamics of these games are going to change when you have an elite offense operating at high gear, really putting the pressure on the other team to score. Now you're going to see they're not going to be running the ball as much. They're going to try to stay with the Browns and they're going to pass more. And they pass more, you know, theoretically, that's where the Browns' strength is, you know, in the secondary. And Emerson looks like a great pickup, the way he shut down Evans. Uh, I'm not ready to uh, say, Joe Woods, your job is saved after playing the Buccaneers because you know Brady Brady looked old in that game. I mean he was missing receivers. Once again the Bucs for some unknown reason didn't run the ball as much as they should have. Um so uh I mean Brady looked like an older version of Joe Burrow's with the Bengals. So the Browns lucked out in that respect. But I think uh I think uh, the pressure's off the defense now with Watson back. And I think that's going to, that's going to be a, uh, a factor your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, you look at teams
2: like the chiefs, you know, the dolphins, they're good. Uh, I mean, even going back to the Bengals last year, you know, the Ravens. Yeah. They don't have, you know, amazing defenses, but at least they're capable. They're capable defenses. I mean, that that's really I think all we need defense to be. And I think you're right. I think once Watson and the offense starts to gel, uh, the defense will start to play a little better because the opposing offense, you know, will have to change up their scheme. Um it I just think that there's way too much talent on that defense to have their record be what it
0: is hey let's stop here we got to pay some bills 30 seconds and we'll be back getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call then call riley painting and contracting your home mechanics for all of your home repair needs from electrical plumbing roof repairs and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think... uh... I think the other factor that comes into play and this, you know, if the Browns with Andrew Barry in the front office, this is where depth really comes into play because it's a seven 17 game season and injuries are a fact of life. I mean, look, at we lost two centers and Postick was having a great, great year. And this is where the Browns have, I mean, they've got backups on their O-line with Hudson and, guys that can step in. I'm just got my fingers crossed that Clowney stays healthy, that Garrett's able to play, that Joe Wood simplifies the defense so that these guys can play, you know, with a little bit more abandonment. I think uh, there's some guys out there, like, what's your thoughts on this guy, Kelly, who's playing linebacker? This guy seems to be all over the place. Yeah, I think he's been playing well.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't have any... Complaints with him. I do – I'm a little worried about uh, our field goal kicker. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey. Also Um, a rookie, though, you know, and he's used to playing in Louisiana in the south, you know, those Cleveland wins. So, you know, I'm willing to give this year a pass. He gets used to uh, the climates
1: and the winds down there. But – yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think he's – got to keep remembering he's a rookie. And, uh, you know, analytics people out there um, can look at Adam did it, Terry, How was he his first year? I mean, McPherson, he missed a bunch of field goals with the Bengals last year in uh, the Green Bay game. So, you know, rookie is a rookie is a rookie. I think Stefanski needs to spend more time coaching the coaches – and getting in their ear and oh, reminding God, them. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, this is something where. I mean, that's
2: probably what drives fans crazy the most. I mean, I watched uh, Uncle Rizzo on eight fifty ESPN. This was I think a week ago. Torched, torched Kevin Stefanski. I mean, it was, he he was like, get your head out of your playbook, and start
1: coaching the whole team not just your offense yeah that's why we got alex van Pelt. okay i mean what's he doing there is he just getting coffee for stefanski i mean really i think uh i, I mean you look at a, a well-coached team like the titans i mean who just seem to get the most out of their players i mean he doesn't have um Vrabel doesn't have uh an elite quarterback in Tannehill. But somehow they're always winning games. And you don't see him calling plays. You don't see Harbaugh calling plays. Um, I think the guys that call the plays tend to – I don't know. I don't see uh, Andy Reid calling plays. And maybe, maybe, question mark, there is – if you have an elite quarterback like Watson – Who can win games? You know, with his legs, get outside the pocket and make plays happen. It takes the pressure off Stefanski. Maybe Stefanski has just been working overtime, trying to coax games out of Baker, coax games out of uh, Jacoby for Seth. I mean, you can see there's got to be something to the fact that the Browns start off strong with these scripted uh, plays. Defense makes adjustment, and now you're facing the limitations of the quarterback that you have. There's only so much these guys can do. You can you can't keep pulling rabbits out of the hat during the game, but Watson is a guy that can that can make plays happen. And that's the that's the that's the these guys don't have to be super wide open for Watson to get the ball to him. Which seems to be the case with Baker and Brissett. Your thoughts? I still
2: I still think though that you have to make a change on the defensive side. Oh no, he's,
1: gone. he's got a, he's I got mean, he's
2: in way over his head.
1: Yeah. And you know it's it's one thing if it's it's his first year. And, and then the players get... are chirping back in the press. Yeah. They're doing it in their
2: own kind of way. You know, I heard Grant Delpit, he's he said something after, I think it was the Bills game or the Dolphins game. And, you know, he was talking about like, there's, you know, uh, something to the effect of, yeah, we play well when we're prepared. Well. Yeah. And there, and, you know, and that's kind of reading through the lines. Uh, but you know, Hey, I commence, I commend Stefanski for trying to establish some in, and uh, consistency in the coaching staff, but I think three years is, is enough of uh, the Joe Woods experiment. I just don't well, think he's meant to be, you know, a head guy on the defensive side.
1: You know, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this up. I'm changing subject and really looking at the NFL as a whole. Who do you think is the number one team in the NFL? Give me the top. Let's just say the top five. Um, what is this like? Is this like my top five
2: or according to PFF? PFF? No, no, your top
1: five. Okay, I would say the Chiefs, number one. I don't think there's anybody in the North that's in the top five. Vikings, really? Vikings um, are frauds. <laughs> yeah, I think the Chiefs I mean, are good. good, I think Vikings. the Niners are good. I think Managed the Dolphins are Garofalo. good. I think the Dolphins. I, Dolphins would be my uh, number one team. They're starting, every, Everybody's starting to settle in their roles. I mean, they're just smoking teams. I don't think I would put the Chiefs in the top five, that's for sure. Um, but then you think 49ers with Garoppolo. I think it was – I think their their GM. And McCaffrey. Um, McCaffrey, that was a game change. I mean, now they're... Oh, oh, hey. The Philly. The Eagles. The Eagles. They got beat by they're the number commanders. one, I think. Yeah. I'd
2: say it's Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, Bengals, Bills. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's injuries. The Titans uh-huh. I don't believe in. The New York teams I don't believe in. Seattle, eh. The yeah, NFC enough. South. The NFC South. What a joke that is! Panthers, well, Falcons, Bucks.
1: Well,
2: you know, I think the I think, Packers. Uh, how about
1: the Packers? Ugh. Well, the Vikings, but the play worst. The, Pac- the creme the de Vikings. la creme. Look at the Vikings. The Broncos. Play, the Vikings play the Packers twice, and they play the Bears twice. Yeah. Who else is in that division? Um, the the Mah- Bears. The Lions. The Lions. Lions are an okay team. I don't think they're like the Broncos. I like their coach, though. I think one of the things is you put Deshaun Watson, a, you know, a a warmed-up Deshaun Watson, not coming off a two-year layoff, but if you get a Deshaun Watson in there, suddenly the Browns leap in to the conversation, the top ten. I mean oh, they yeah. could have if given put, the
2: Yeah, if you put Deshaun on the Panthers, the Panthers would be the top team in their division.
1: Yeah. Got a yeah. great
2: defense. They wouldn't have traded Christian McCaffrey. But at the start of the season, my Super Bowl predictions starting to look a little good. I
1: had Chiefs, Vikings. Wow. I don't think the Vikings are gonna survive the playoffs. So, the Chiefs look good, man. Yeah, well, we will see. But uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about after the uh, the Texans game. A lot to talk about. This is where the Browns have been holding on. Stefanski has been, you know, patching, patching tires, taking duct tape to the car, and uh, now you're going to see. I mean, can you imagine with Watson under center, the game that Chubb's going to have, <laughs> knowing that Watson <laughs> is a threat? You know, uh, yeah, to throw a touchdown anytime he goes back there, a whole different game. I mean, you know, they've everybody's been crowding the box under Set, you know, double covering Amari, and Brissett's just throwing these little square outs every now and then. Something breaks loose. And I, I love Jacoby Brissett. I mean, this is the guy, from what I'm you know, reading, what teammates are saying. I mean, it's night and day over Baker. They love Brissett. He's trying. He's giving it all. Um, oh, he's a professional, you know? Yeah. So, drama. Yep. Yeah. So, Brooke, okay. Well, we're, you're back on the wagon. We got a lot to talk about
2: next Tuesday. All right. Just Browns fans, just pump the brakes. All right. With, all right let Let the Sean shake out the rust. Sky's not falling if, you know he doesn't play as well as you saw him play
1: two years ago. well, he can he can hand the ball off to Chubb. So there you go. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks, Brooke. We'll talk next week.
2: okay. bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.